the important factors, uh, you know, for using historical data and lookup tables uh, that have been, you know, have been calculated um, is that it saved cost. Uh, and so by saving cost, you get a higher return on your investment. And, you know, the time that it takes for resources, uh, you know, you could sort of shortcut. And so these shortcuts uh, can have some good value in terms of, you know, if you're doing lots of screenings. Like he, he was saying that they did like, you know, 500 screenings. So they're looking for different alloy combinations that are, are, uh, can be used as semiconductors. And, um, and so the results of that can be uh, predicted quicker through using machine learning. And uh, the return on investment might be good. Um, the other thing that's interesting is, uh, you know, that, you know, the area of research, for example, on uh, the sun, well, the electromagnetic qualities of the coronasphere and the, you know, the double arc uh, effect where you've got, uh, you know, a plasma layer that's trapped inside of a magnetic field uh, generating, you know, over 2 million degrees temperature. Um, you know, those, the, the theories of astrophysics, uh, study of the nuclear properties of the sun, uh, could be used, uh, applied to deep learning. And so we could, you know, the, some of the uh, interesting data that's collected there might be able to create new theories about how the sun works. Uh, you know, there's the idea that uh, hydrogen is fusing into uh, helium and uh, that the helium is, is uh, uh, releasing... Uh, when it, the hydrogen fuses to helium, it's releasing a certain amount of energy, and that the sun is burning up its hydrogen at a certain rate, and that you know that by the time it, 600,000 years from now, it'll become a red dwarf. And so, that when you start thinking of the sun's cycle, birth and life, and death cycle as burning up hydrogen, then uh, you're left with the idea that. Uh, that the universe eventually will be, uh, at some point in the future, will be dark. Uh, that it'll it'll collapse uh, either into a neutron star or will, uh, you know, where all of the protons, electrons are uh, compressed, they're stripped out and compressed, and all you're left is neutrons. Or, uh, you know, you have the idea of pulsars. Um, but if you have, if you change some of these theories and you look at them, uh, and then you apply, maybe a, look at it from a standpoint of plasma, uh, and then look at the features and see which theories are supported by the da data, it might give you a stronger weak uh, correlation as to uh, you know the framework in which we trust. So if we if we have the idea that the universe is uh, spherical and uh, it's accelerating away from us and and uh, moving at a faster speed than light, which is impossible. Uh, then we would we would uh, be, we would start to think uh, uh, we have an expanding universe and that you know time is going to start slowing down as we approach uh, you know the speed of light. Uh, so those uh, 
those are things that you know probably are not true but we need to we need to get data and uh, analyze it through deep learning and, and you know uh, look at those some of those features but in order to do that you have to have funding so in order to build large astronomy labs and and uh, large collection systems for astrophysics uh, you have to have funding it has to have government funding you have to write up a a grant and you know it has to be approved and it has to be funded and then there's specific research deliverables that are required but uh, there's still a large amount of data that's available for public domain and it would be interesting to apply some of the deep learning from universities the universities uh, could have students that are are studying uh, uh, astrophysics data and uh, you know looking at different clustering of the data and trying to build new theories about how the universe works. Um, these are some of the exciting things I could see uh, with large data. I know that uh, uh, other areas like you know where you've got lots of data that are formed as things like insurance. So uh, there's different actuary models that have been built uh, to to look at risk and then uh, so based on your uh, premiums and your payouts uh, that there would be you know some predictions on well if do we have a general trend of a larger degree of payouts as uh, there's a larger group a population of senior citizens and if there is what would be the premium increases that would be necessary to offset against the risk um, and those are some areas where I'm sure the insurance companies have been applying deep learning and, and uh, trying to make uh, look to see which policies are um, expensive, costing them money, which ones are uh, they're, they're profiting from. There's uh, less you know, health risk. And, uh, um, and so those are some of the data uh, collection techniques that they're they're doing uh, I know that I receive uh, if you want to get a lower premium you, you you put a device in your car and it'll track your driving behavior uh, to see whether you know you you're properly stopping at red lights or you're um, uh, uh, driving within the speed limits and the area results that are marked 